0: You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart United Filipinas podcast. Stancy at your service. To my right, Raf Camus. Right across, Ro Moran. Boys, we are recording on a very special day for all of our fandoms' sake.
1: Special the day, yeah. Actually, and no jokes here. It's really a. It's a day we never fail to celebrate every year. Hashtag never forget.
2: Never forget, guys. Um, today marks. The ninth death anniversary of one of our favorite wrestlers of all time, Eddie Guerrero. Viva la raza! Damn, it's been nine years, nine years guys. Nine years since the hero to our Stan C yeah. <laughs> has no, passed away. No, and, and, and mine to, too. And to many of us here on SGP. No, mine too, mine too. I mean no, I mean I love the guy, but I, I wouldn't call him my hero, but I love the guys a lot. I actually brought done. an Eddie Guerrero shirt. Like, I was supposed
0: to go to a meeting today, which is why I'm actually dressed pretty decently today.
2: Not that anyone can see.
0: <laughs> yeah, not that anyone can see, but you know. I, I brought an Eddie shirt. It's actually here in my bag. I'm going to show you guys once we stop recording. Um, just We're in like honor picture, for Eddie Guerrero, you know. Just in honor I think you've of seen this shirt already. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think you have seen this shirt. <laughs> this is something I know you haven't seen, which is why I brought it today. What's going on?
2: Hindi, it's not your Papi No,
0: it's not. It's not. <laughs> It, uh I forgot. I think it's something my sister got me for Christmas some years ago. Aww. Yeah. Okay. My, my, how is it how is it different though? Uh it's the cover of his DVD. The cheating death stealing life. That's the thing. I never knew that a is shirt. It a is this a bootleg? Yeah, it's probably a bootleg. Yeah, it's, probably a bootleg. Yeah, it's probably a bootleg. I don't care. It's an Eddie Guerrero t shirt.
2: I don't care. I I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah, okay. so I I'm gonna bring out the shirt in a bit. But yeah, it's it's gonna be this episode is pretty much going to be an Eddie centric episode just because we're celebrating his, uh, his death anniversary. Well, we are going to be doing our spots in botches List. We're also going to be doing Pick Bose Avenue and our picks of the week. Are we doing Bose Avenue? No, we're not. We're not. We'll, okay. we'll save that for next we'll week. We'll save
2: that for next week. But we have a good Bose Avenue <laughs> lined up for you guys. Yeah, very good Bose <laughs> Avenue. I, I believe my man here, has been rehearsing. <laughs> I
1: haven't been rehearsing it because I don't have time to rehearse it. But I have an idea, a nice, a nifty
0: idea and for the, it.
2: And just to build hype. It's a pretty good idea, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but before we get to that, we, before we get too excited, see, we were so excited last week that we were going to talk to Miko Livello today, but that's not going to happen. Just yeah, you know. yeah. Unfortunately, because it's, it's his birthday. It's birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Miko! Happy
2: yeah. birthday! Your, happy birthday! Your birthday direct. is uh, coincides. On,
1: yeah, coincides with that with Eddie's death anniversary,
2: which <laughs> makes you even more special
1: <laughs> in your own way. So, happy birthday to you! sir. Guerrero. Ah, I like that. The sequel. The
2: sequel.
0: The sequel. I like. That that all right now um of course we uh, we got to get the business at hand first before we talk about our main topic which is obviously eddie guerrero uh let's talk about the list of things we liked and didn't like in wrestling this week we call this list spots and Botches. wait wait. i feel like we have to do that in a solemn low voice okay. right we call this list spots, spots and botches. And botches.
2: Straight
0: face. <laughs> right now, if you remember when Eddie died, he was actually supposed to be part of a Survivor Series feud. So let's start off with an item that has to do with this year's Survivor Series feud. Who'd have thought that Rusev and Mark Henry would, would be on the same team?
2: After what has happened no. between these two.
1: Hashtag wrestling logic dictates that okay, since they're both heels now, okay and we'll teammates. Or the enemy of
0: my enemy is my friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. So now that the enemy is the big show, yeah, and the big show's enemy is also Rusev, right? Friends, of so that, and, and you know, it's something that you, you know, it's something that you let slide because of wrestling logic, as I said. But you're right; it is kind of um,
0: illogical then, inherently. Right, because national pride sana <laughs> if it was something personal like you know, you took a title shot away from me because that kind of grudge is something that can be settled by by a friendly civil conversation.
2: Putting <laughs> national Not pride that any friendly civil conversations happen on the WWE.
0: Very good point. But
2: you know you know what
0: I'm saying,
1: hey, it, hey, national patty, patty. pride. There there's no such thing as politics in the WWE. <laughs> oh.
2: no.
0: Sure. Sure. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. Any, anything else on on anything else on Rusev and Mark Henry being on the same team?
2: Well, it's just weird because it happened so soon. It, yeah, it happened, but, it happened. What less than a month ago? Yeah, less I guess. than a month ago.
1: I'll say I I can let it slide because of hashtag wrestling logic. But okay, fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's let it slide. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, okay. If you wanna uh, gripe about it, it's fine. You say in like I said, Karina inherently it's illogical.
0: Right, right. But yeah, um, um, moving on. Moving on to something positive about the Survivor Series feud. Hey, Luke Harper. Luke Harper is part of the, of, of
2: the Survivor Series feud. Luke Harper is a team player. That's right. Yes. I just loved it. It and was his subtle. This creepy eye promo. Yeah. This creepy eye promo that apparently only showed during pre Dolph Ziggler matches. Oh, my,
1: I did not notice that until Which, like. Yeah, uh, we you did. not only really noticed. No, you didn't notice. No, no, no. I did not notice it until like the second time it happened. Ah. Yeah.
2: But that's the thing. He was. Targeting the intercontinental champion. Uh,
1: yeah, but uh, did you know that there are actually people who did not know it was Luke Harper? Well,
2: I was... don't. I don't blame them. But you know, but, naman eh. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but then it's so distinctively. Oh, I got creepy. Uh, eyes.
1: Not just that, not just his voice, but he's the only not that one we heard missing. a lot of his voice. Yeah,
0: no, he was. He was talking in the promo. Yeah, he was. Um, no, no, no. I mean, like prior. I guess my argument, lang, you know, to defend those people is not a lot of people remember how Luke Harper sounds because it's not like he did a lot of the talking yeah, in the White Family. That's what I just
2: said.
1: <laughs> no, how was it? Parang, Sorry, the, there, there was only yeah. one other guy missing, and it can't be Roman Reigns. Why would Roman Reigns be doing an eye, a creepy eye promo? Because that's not him. Exactly. And uh <laughs> so you got a missing guy, you got a creepy promo, who else would it be? Um, the guy's hair
0: isn't red. Plus crazy eyes. And
1: that's true. Plus crazy eyes,
0: yeah. So yeah, so it, it only made sense it's Luke Harper and hey, if he can be a team player, then welcome to Survivor Series. But yeah, what I really
1: liked about this segment, this uh last segment, if you didn't know, it was the last very last segment of last Monday's Raw.
0: Right. And we were all waiting for Dolph Ziggler to join the fray. He didn't show uh, up.
1: So
2: I was watching Raw this Tuesday and I saw I saw the segment and what I saw was I was thinking oh okay everyone's out everyone's out one by one and they were coming out relatively slow it's not like they all bomb rushed everyone at the same time it was like they gave them enough time enough spacing and then when it came to okay Ziggler 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 no Ziggler okay so I'm like okay there's no big deal they're abroad he might be tired he might have headed home and then they cut and then cut to, backstage. Cut to backstage, and then you see Harper. Harper, what? Throwing, throwing, throwing Zigler at the feet of the Authority. And I was like, uh, it's one of those things that you know, I, I, I had a small gripe about it because the delay, the delay was long yeah, enough, yeah, 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 but the delay was long enough that you think, okay, ziggler has gone. Okay, he's not playing into this because he's he's legit. Like he could have been legitimately banged up from the night's right, work. Right, right. But I was just like, "Oh, okay." Hmm. Ah, and then you get that moment where it just felt off for me, just a bit off. But I liked it. Uh, yeah, what I liked about it is that
1: it was the perfect punctuation to a crazy night of twists
0: and turns.
2: Too many, turns. Yeah, too many twists and turns. Again.
0: You can say that again.
2: Well, um, before we get into
1: that, um, I just want to say that, uh, but uh, it was the best. Now. We're led with more questions going into the next episode, whether that's SmackDown or whether it's Raw. There is a question. And then what's happening now is, is Luke Harper really going to be a part team of Team, team Authority?
0: Or... or is is Dolph going to be out of the match? Yeah, that, that was the same thing I was going to bring up, actually. Is that going to happen? Is Dolph Ziggler still part of Team Cena? Or are they going to be having their own little feud on the side? So th- that's a good question heading into the next episode. But uh, since you mentioned twists and turns, we can't, pass up the opportunity to talk about Ryback's turns. Throughout the night, Ryback. he went from being one of the biggest faces on the roster to being a heel to being a tweener? Somewhere in between, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. What's happening to Ryback right now?
2: Hmm,
1: well, again, it's not something that you are going to know. It's not as compelling as an A as the Luke Harper-Zigler uh, thing that just happened. Sure. You, well, did you really think that they were going to keep him
0: heel after, the, after he turned heel early in the night. I didn't think so. Like I thought, uh, watching the episode, I kind of had that sense that something was going to happen. He wasn't going to stay heel
1: for yeah, long it,
2: because of the way they treated yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And the motivation, like, oh, they're signing my checks. That's not, that's not so compelling for a guy like that. No, uh, but it's a valid it's reason. It's va- valid, valid, but if not if were a strong Stan, reason.
1: If we were stand presented to, in that situation... He
2: would have signed with the authority. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jabrata yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, the normal man would. But then it's it's Ryback. He was... He's been treated unfairly before. He's... He had his run. He got shoved into the shitty... The shitty gimmick that this And... As we saw in his promo video on main event? Yeah, main, main event. event. That, oh yeah, and we'll get back together and we'll lose again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That he's he's been treated unfairly and then he has every reason to gripe. But now that he's getting this push again, he has every reason not
1: to. What do, What do you think this means for him? What do you think is going to happen to him at the Survivor Series?
0: I think he's still, he he will still be part of the match but he'll be in Team Cena team as an as parang anti-hero of sorts. Siya <laughs> would know, he would be he he would John. be the
2: wild card. He would be the wild card that Randy Orton is supposed to but be. But if you, know? you were John, why would you take him back? Because you
1: this guy already proved that he would turn his back on you for money.
0: Yeah, but he's also got a gripe na against Team Authority. I think he <laughs> has kind X factor between all of the guys on his team. But but John <laughs> All of them have something against Team Authority. Big Show hates Rusev. Sheamus hates Mercury and Noble for, you know, uh, for, for well,
1: costing this championship Sheamus branch.
2: can just say, I hate them.
1: No, Maybe. Sheamus is in Team Cena because
0: of Rusev.
2: Yeah, because Rusev, Rusev is, is, team, is authority. team authority. Right, that, right. That's and just the way. why. Yeah. And he
0: has that—he has that legit gripe Then even against the authority, because when they were trying to court Rusev, they fucked the Sheamus and his match. They scratched his back.
1: Mm. Mm, that's true. <laughs> right. No, so but, about but May, know,
0: yeah. If I were John, this guy just turned on me last
1: week, and we have he like one week He just planted him left. out. Yeah. Parang, come on. How can I trust you? Yeah, in a week's I, time? Yeah. I would. If I were John, I would rather trust Randy.
0: If Randy's okay. If Randy's okay. But who would round out the team? Assuming, lang, let's assume Ziggler
2: is, out. Sammy no, th- <laughs> Ziggler is out. I don't think Ziggler is on. I don't think no, Ziggler is out. Ziggler's on because Ziggler has been sturdy.
1: No, not just that. If Harper is on Team Authority, Ziggler has Ziggler to be on Team, team Cena. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, that makes sense. And that that makes makes sense. If, if he stays on Team Cena despite the fact that he was taken out of commission, uh, quote-unquote, that that gives him get that gets him over even more as a bigger face. Uhhuh. Nah he, he
0: he goes for it even though he got beaten up. He's basically gonna be Dean Ambrose Light. True basically. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, um I don't know. I mean if you don't if team let's say John Cena sticks by normal person logic and doesn't take on Ryback on his team, what happens to Ryback in this story? An a prop Lang for you know for the twists and turns, so all that turn. Ryback not- comes in at the end. At the match. Uh, of the, of match. the match. Isn't that what we expect Orton to do then? Let's say that it's Ryback instead of Orton in no, that number five They're interchangeable. The, the authority has to has win,
1: win. For sure.
0: Unless Lulzina wins. No. no, no, no
2: <laughs> I do think, think so.
0: I, I
1: think the authority has to win. <laughs> but this is, what we said. this is what we said to, last papi. month.
2: This is what we said last month when we were like, Oh, Orton has to win. Orton has to win. And then Lulzina wins. No, it's not that Orton... No,
1: last month was us saying Orton needs should to win, win for us. Or should yeah. win for us. But this time, it's storyline necessity that authority has to win
0: in order to set up all the faces. Right. But there's a bigger payoff in mind. I don't think this is the payoff just yet. Think about 2003.
2: Okay, the payoff payoff doesn't. The payoff is something with Vince, for sure. So, okay, this 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 is my take on it. Just playing devil's advocate. If Cena wins, if Cena wins, and he gets. Okay, not necessarily he gets power, but. The authorities out. This yeah, leaves a lot. On. The authorities out. This leaves so much more room for people like Paul Heyman to come in. Why would Can Paul Heyman papi become the GM? Just you know, no, not, not GM, not you, GM. You just know, to come back into storyline. Just no, to papi, come you know, back into You know what's gonna line.
1: happen here? Team Cena gets control
2: of Raw for one month. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like two thousand four. No, but but say okay. Let's just play devil's advocate here. Say Team Cena wins. Mm. Say Team Cena wins. I don't know. I, I mean, what? Are you going to bring Big
0: Johnny back? Are you going to bring a face GM?
2: See, si, no. Yeah, who, who, or, even, or, William Regal. or does Vince does Vince come back? Vince probably comes back. Because, because he sets he's, him up.
1: He, he shows himself. Eh? And yeah. he was the one who set up that stipulation yeah, in the exactly. first place. So I'm he has sure, to intervene. No, no, and the fact that this is going to be a power struggle between Triple H and Vince. Which, so,
0: is, which is nice in a meta way. Yeah. But uh,
1: and the, this bi- would, the binary is Triple H and Vince McMahon. Okay. Or Vince McMahon
2: Okay So with that Where do we Where does Where does that leave Cena I Team Cena For that matter Well like he carries Vince's
0: banner if No ever. No not No I don't think
1: I don't think he carries Vince's banner necessarily I just think he's in it To vanquish the authority
0: Parang He doesn't necessarily care What happens after As long as the authority
1: Sana hindi <inaudible> naman no. Yeah Sana naman They'll be very short sighted Yeah
0: that would be Very
1: much scumbag Cena. Which we've seen
0: time and time again. Which it, we may see again if that happens. Uh, we riot. We fucking riot. I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, I think we've, we've spent a good seven, eight minutes on Ryback. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about something else this time. Adam Rose. The Adam Rose heel turn. We're seeing more of it. It's very, it's, it's very abusive. What we, what, what we're seeing of Adam Rose and the bunny and the rosebuds. I'm reminded of the song "Luca" by Suzanne Vega.
2: What? What? It's an '80s no.
0: song which talks about domestic abuse in a Kay. very upbeat manner. Jesus Kay. Christ! Okay, okay.
2: So it's pretty a much music we're buff. I'm a bigger music buff than you, and I didn't. I, get I that don't reference. know. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, it, it's the My Name Is. I Luca, look at that p- song. My Name Is Luca. I live on the second floor. Kay. That one. Okay. Uh, y- moving on. Moving it on. It's moving from '88. Anyway, so yeah, uh, the reason I bring this <laughs> up is because Adam Rose is very upbeat and shit. Like he's a party party animal, right? And he beats up the bunny. And the ba it's as as many people have pointed out on Cage Side Seats, on the internet, it's what you would normally see on TV or in the movies as a depiction of a very abusive relationship. And that's what we're seeing with Adam Rose and the
2: Rosebuds and the Bunny. Well, this is the only way we could have gotten character development that we'd care about. For the Bunny. Ro- for For the Bunny. For the Bunny. And for Adam Rose. Because Adam Rose as the party boy doesn't go anywhere unless the party ends. Right, right. And I like the in layer na, inad nila na parang he feels like la na
0: nasha and then parang he's like come on we're still partying right we're still partying and then exactly. he's trying to force a reaction elicit that reaction out of the rosebuds it's it's nice for me and I think it's very
2: dickish on a on a dark level. Sorry, I was looking up Luca <laughs> <laughs> No but really um, the thing is if you guys have seen Adam the man that is Adam Rose's former persona Leo Kruger. Work on NXT. He's very psychotic. Like he has this move set that's very rough and tumble. Hard. No, you, seriously,
1: he was boring.
2: No, no, just the move set. Just, okay, just the moveset Just the move set. Not the character, but the move no, 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 no.
1: His offense is boring. I love the character, and I
2: think the character. The he offense was like Randy things. Orton light, which which could work yeah, in a, yeah, if, if okay, he was sure. okay. Because I know I know where you're gonna go with this Adam Rose thing. Adam Rose cult leader.
1: Uh, no, well, I was saving that for next week, maybe. Oh well, okay. Are we going but there we've, now? We've, we've, now? Talked it. we've talked
2: about. We've talked about. We can go there now.
1: Just. I, I, I like MDJ's theories. To be sure. To be <laughs> fair. <laughs> And they're they're way
0: too wacky to get into now
2: shout out to MDJ
0: you know we've been giving MDJ so many shout outs he should be on
2: the podcast yeah, I, I very want soon to,
1: maybe, Can we, maybe we should come MDJ, by MDJ explain the theory MDJ right? if you're uh, not working OT Adam
2: Rose theory. come by next week you're, you're, Papi, official invitation then. official invitation to Mr. To MDJ superstar and we know that you listen to the podcast we need to have the gun
0: show on the podcast, we need we need you to flex those guns and to hammer it up right here
2: on the SGP podcast. But moving back to Adam Rose before we before we lose track, right, right. Uh, moving moving back to Adam Rose, Adam Rose like Adam Rose just needs character depth, and this is I think we're way. getting it. This is this is what we're getting. No, I don't, we're... no not necessarily
1: getting it yet. I say, but we're getting there. It's something, but uh, hopefully, if they
0: you know proceed with it, we'll get something. I yeah. guess my question is: Is it now? still important who's under the bunny mask? No. Is it still important? Not right, right now, right no. no, uh, Because the there's bu-
2: no there's no reason to feel sympathetic to anyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Just the
2: bunny, the bunny the mask, The bunny itself it's, is
1: the character now, not yeah. the one beh- uh, behind the it. mask. Okay, fair if enough. Were, if it were the bunny uh, still feuding with someone, say, like, uh Gator, yeah, Titus, yeah. then it would have mattered who it was under the suit. But now that they've managed to inadvertently make the bunny itself sympathetic it's important because
0: okay that's fair that's fair uh, let's talk about the peep show this time uh, the peep show made its return it's, it was nice to see Christian again and oh how we've missed you in the ring oh yeah oh yeah uh, we, I still miss we have.
2: Christian yeah. I still miss him
0: um, but it was nice to get a good what three, four, five minutes of Christian even though Dean and Bray White basically hijacked the peep show it's still a As spot always. nonetheless the hijacked the peep show they were the guests
2: <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do.
0: But we're negligible Christian at some point.
2: But he's there. That's, he's the host. That's, that's what counts. That's yeah. What counts. Well, you know. It's like Piper Spit. Sure, sure. Piper I, Spit at this point is no longer about Piper. Yeah, it's about when it. they have it, it's about putting somebody else over.
0: Right, yeah, right. It's putting a storyline over. Exactly. I guess. And, and I'll give them that. Uh, well, Christian's out. He did a peep show. I'm happy. I'm good. Nice
2: to can, see. Can you. Can I just
1: say, sorry, um, <laughs> I must I must be really stupid to say this, but it was only recently that I got the joke behind the name the Peep Show. God. Only now? Wow. Yeah. Well, only sorry. now. This, only is now. Yeah. this is a rarity. Yeah. Is a rarity.
2: Mr. Cool Guy Peppy.
1: Uh, not cool guy, but you know the, <laughs> the the
2: guy who is always in on the joke, but is not in on that joke. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. wow. Wow, Captain Grasmo, wow. one for you. That's a spot for me, and that's a
0: botch for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, another spot on this list. The new day.
2: <laughs> it's a new day for Black people in the WWE. Hey, Kofi's part of the stable. That's great. I, I love mean, how that, they that means
1: together. Big E is going to be part of the stable. And quick, Titus, there's still time to get on this. It's our truth. By, By then. then. <laughs> <before> <laughs>
2: free <laughs> we've called this stable the Blacksus before, and rightfully so. They're going completely racist with this gimmick. No, well, okay, racially profiled, racially profiled. No, they're racist. Not they're, racist.
1: There's a theory going around that um, this vignette, that these vignettes, uh, the racially stereotyped vignettes, are a distraction.
0: They're a red herring, kind of like yeah, Bruce yeah, Clay yeah. from 2012. Not just that.
1: But also the Chris Jericho segments from 2012, I think. Yeah, early from 2012 when it was
2: supposed to be Undertaker. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They, they, the theory goes that um, Happy, 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 happy good happy. guy. Her. they're like nod 2.0. Not necessarily yes. nod. They're just a group of angry black men, I
0: guess. ABMs. I like that. Not, not because <laughs> you know not what? Not for I don't know. anything else. But
2: yeah, it's.
0: They're going to be N.W.A.s. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. For those of you who didn't get
1: that. I don't want to say it here. We might get lynched here. But
0: look up Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, EZE, um, those guys.
1: uh, Speaking of N.W.A.s, this is really good for Kofi and Big E. Because they're getting personality. Yeah, because they're actually getting some attitude.
0: And (laughs) they need that. There are N's who are getting A's. (laughs) Finally,
2: finally,
0: and and we need that. So yeah, hello, Nene. we need, need that. It's a spot. It's it's something we are. I, looking I, I'm I'm to. so excited. Not because not because
1: it's you know a caricature of of black people of African American. Because they're getting A's. Yeah,
2: because they're getting A's. Yeah, just, that's that's that basically why. you know, yeah. it's, You don't have to shorten the A's. You don't have to. Call that was them a reference A's. to the NWA. Yeah. No, but just okay. Moving on, straight
0: out of Stanford. <laughs> oh shit. All right. Uh, speaking of Stanford, you know the, the people at Stanford have reached a settlement with the former Alberto Del Rio, and it's not a good El thing. Patron. It's not a good thing because it's I don't like the message. Uh, speaking of, speed of, speed
1: of racism, but uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. And I
0: don't like the message is being sent. You know, like they're paying ADR to shut up and to stop suing them for racism. Well, they
1: didn't just pay him to shut up; they they also dropped his non-compete, so now he gets to work. Finally, gets to, he wants work. to work.
0: Yo, that's a good thing. That's a good, that's a good thing for ADR. No,
1: I think that's why he, you know, that's, may, that's mainly why he agreed to the settlement. Right, because at, at the end of the Not day. because it's money, because he has a lot of money. Have sure. you seen the cars he's been bringing out, you know, back in his WWE run?
2: Better, Are
1: those his? No, I was making a joke, damn it. So, see, now we I can't win get again. the joke. <laughs> now I win again, anyway. Really? One all, one all. One on all, nah. Uh, yeah, but um, he does, I'm sure he doesn't need the money. Right, So okay. I, I'm really sure that it's
0: about being able to wrestle wherever he wants to wrestle on TV. Yeah, but I, I guess what my gripe really is about is the bigger picture. Like what message do you uh, do you, um, inevitably send or like in, inadvertently send? Sorry. What message do you inadvertently send when you agree, that, you know, you get a settlement and you stop suing the company that offended you for the reason that they offended you? Um the message is
2: be a star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the message is, you know, in at the end of the day money talks. But not money, but but, 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 but what are what are the priorities in life, about Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. you still need to work at the end of the day you knew mas importante. If he want
1: if he really wanted to work, then okay, sure. It's kind of like the situation with Ray. Um they're keeping him hostage for God knows what reason because they're, they're not even, you know, they don't not, even they don't have, have anything him for him anymore. Yeah, exactly.
2: And, and their cheats are saying, but and write the new stories. I,
1: I don't get it because uh, they don't have anything for him, and they already have a future in place. Um, guys like Sin and Callisto. right, right. And so I don't know what else. If they're not going to use it, why keep him around, right? No, that that that's a good point. Is it because? Uh, I don't know, you want to own the name, uh, the rights to his name or in his likeness? What?
0: I guess they're trying to send a message. Now, if there's anybody, uh, anyone among you who's going to try to pull this shit off.
1: Anybody of race that's trying to pull this shit off. We're going to hold you hostage. No, but this has happened before the whole thing. This this has been a really long running situation. With Rey Mysterio. That's right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's been, I mean, we haven't seen him since...
0: Uh, right around the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, right.
2: Oh yeah, God. The
1: heel turn.
0: Ooh. The heel turn. You know, I I wanted to save this question for like another time, but did, let's just throw it out there. Maybe give a quick answer and then table it for another time. Did Rey Mysterio deserve that? No, Which, no, of course no. not. Not at all. No. Alright. All right. Nobody Side ever deserves that. I, Side question. Uh, let's say it wasn't Rey Anybody else at number thirty? You think they would have gotten the same reaction yeah, if yeah, their name sure. was yeah. not Daniel Bryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically. Anyone.
2: You could have put in freaking Triple H there and they would still bully shit out of him.
0: Even Shawn Michaels. Yeah.
2: Well, Well, he wouldn't have worked it. He wouldn't have worked it. Knowing his relationship with Daniel Bryan, he wouldn't have worked it.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, Let's table that for another time and uh, talk about the last item on our list. Lucha Underground main event, Phoenix versus or Phoenix versus Pentagon Jr. versus Drago. Great match. Three
2: complete unknowns to the mainstream. To the mainstream. But excellent match. I mean,
1: it was crazy as fuck. Man. Yeah,
2: man. I mean, Lucha Underground is getting better and better each week. I mean, this is pretty good, pretty good stuff. Pretty good
1: stuff. I would face Mil Muertes just to get licked by Katrina.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's her signature now. You know, like that's the message Mil Muertes wants to send.
2: Mil Muertes says hello.
0: If I am gonna die that way, then so be it. Mil Muertes.
2: I'd wants rather to die that him. way.
1: <laughs> yeah, this Katrina girl is hot.
2: Yeah, she is. When I love
1: I love Maxine forever. Yeah, Science and Science she's said WWE, really.
2: Yeah, and for those of you who haven't seen Lucha Underground yet, get on that shit. You should. It's get a, on that. Shit. It's a legit. We have
1: links, so if you want to, if you want to know where to where to watch it, we we can tell we you can where tell to watch. We can show you
2: Underground, Papi.
0: We can show you the light. Just tweet us. It's at Stan nine four seven at Caveman Camus at Roizwar. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this list of the things we like and did not like about this week in wrestling. And solemnly, we call this Spots and and
2: Botches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We mentioned at the start of the podcast that this episode is all about Eddie Guerrero. Hell, we're dedicating this to Eddie Guerrero because today is his death anniversary, his ninth. And, you know, um, it's been nine years since Eddie passed away. And we've made a point time and time again to emphasize just why we love Eddie Guerrero, why he's so beloved, why he's one of the more well-respected legends in this industry by both peers and you know, by fans like us, marks and smarks alike, at least those who've, uh, you know, who've been lucky enough, who've been fortunate enough to witness Eddie Guerrero's work. And you know, nine years is more than enough time to think about how much we love him and why we love him.
1: Yeah, it, it's been nine years. I've personally have written extensively on why I love him and why I love his work. And I'm sure you have done the same as well. We've talked about this over and over. And if for most of our listeners, they probably have heard us um, in one way or another, whether it be you know through writing, through... Through um, the
2: weird posts that we've been posting. Yeah, yeah, video.
1: through our Facebook timelines. Hell, I
0: talked about it on the radio today.
1: Yeah, it's on the radio, on, on our Facebook discussions then. Damn, and I'm sure... Um it's been well not to you know not to be insensitive, but it's been beaten to death. Right, right. <laughs> but but you <laughs> know, um, sorry, I couldn't find a better <laughs> metaphor have, there. Got, I
2: could, could have not have, have, have oh what okay, the hell you, bro you, you
1: you give me a better metaphor for that.
2: Gas <laughs> gas Yeah. Fine. Dude, it's so fucking tame. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeez, so gas man. gas nasha. We're not sorry. going back into editing for this. It's been beaten to death. Okay, but yeah, but uh, you know,
0: in case you're not familiar with the circumstances of Eddie Guerrero's death, he died on November 13, 2005, on the morning of November 13 in his hotel room in Minnesota. He was supposed to have competed in the Raw Super Show that day. Uh, Raw Super Shows at the time were Raw and SmackDown put together. He was scheduled to compete in a match against Batista and Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight Championship under triple threat rules. Huh? What? Kasama si Randy Orton. It was a triple threat. Triple threat. It was a SmackDown. It was a Raw Super super show. Show on a Sunday on a Sunday yeah yeah, it was a Sunday and uh, Chavo Guerrero was supposed to pick him up uh, no
1: but he was supposed to win on the next episode of, of Smackdown
0: uh, but after that after... was the super show mismo no wait and a house show, not um, not house show no I think they taped this... it for both Monday and uh, Friday Friday night that really? week yeah from, from what I remember Preemptive taping Was Randy in the SmackDown roster at Randy the time? Randy was on the SmackDown roster at the time Uh-uh Because uh, Randy was the one Who eventually replaced Eddie On the SmackDown Survivor Series team When it was Raw versus SmackDown So Chavo found Eddie Guerrero's body He was the one who you know, called the authorities And um, there um, That's pretty
2: much how the news broke out That Eddie Guerrero died um, So yeah So yeah um, Eddie died from complications From his heart His heart couldn't take the work that he was putting in. He was working such a hard schedule, and considering the drug abuse that he got over in his life, it just you know circumstances being what they were, it was his time to go. Like he worked his ass off, and he went out the champ. In our eyes, so I guess where this brings
0: us now is you know we've talked about this a lot, but I guess it's time we talk about this on the podcast. Let's let's. I don't want to say play it but let's go through a round of what ifs several rounds of what ifs basically revolving around the assumption that Eddie Guerrero doesn't die yeah, disclaimer though we have gotten over it
1: we're, just, we yeah, we're, do, we're okay
0: we're okay with it we just want to do this thought experiment for the
1: sake of doing a thought experiment
0: and I guess at the end of the day what we want to achieve is we want to unearth or shell out the arguments for what Eddie Guerrero's legacy ultimately is because mm, if yeah. uh, if you uncover the reason or if you uncover some assumptions about what happens if Eddie doesn't die then you can see the ultimate effect of his death which while it's a bad thing on the surface there's always a good out of the bad but there's always a mm, silver true lining that, true that. so that's what we're trying to find through this exercise all right so let's start off with the basic uh, I, I guess the you know, on the surface is the obvious And we said this earlier. If Eddie didn't die, he would have been world champion again, Mm,
2: for sure. And he would have had a a given. It's It's a given. given. It's a given. Somebody that good doesn't go unrecognized for for a long period of time. Yeah,
1: exactly. And they were about to give it to him again.
0: He was at the top of uh, at the top of his game when he died. eh? There,
1: Pedro. I have to say that it might have only you know he he might have only had like three to five years left in his career. And by the time After that third year uh, In years four to five He would just um, That would
2: be swan song years uh, He would just
0: have been working On a limited schedule Alright so Let's assume that Eddie were still alive today He would be 46 mm-hmm. right? That's Mine really is, old That's old That's, that's really old. old That's old in wrestling years Like uh, take into consideration Chris Jericho He's 44 right now Yeah Right, and he's he's working on limited sched, but then again, that's because of um, touring schedule, touring skeds. Yeah, not just Aguanya. that, Jericho took
1: time off, um, in a long his long time off, and
0: DDP Yoga off. saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, DDP.
1: Uh, if you want to get a free DDP Yoga, you can just type in slash SGP podcast. I'm just kidding, we don't we're we don't actually have the not sponsored up
2: yet. By yeah, but, but yoga. Jericho, Jericho, if you're listening to this podcast, we want we want. D D P yoga DVDs, DVDs. I want nature box. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so let's go back. Let's go back. Let's assume
0: Eddie was still alive today. Um, how would he? How would he have gone out? But does he go out like Edge does? Does he go out like Chris Jericho is right now? I think he kind of goes out like Sean does. Like he has this. He one, has final one WrestleMania moment. Match. Yeah,
1: yeah. He goes, I'd like. He I'd like to imagine it that way. Slow near the end. Um, he he starts limiting his schedule to go to maybe doesn't do house shows anymore by the end, and then just inserts himself in bigger angles until uh,
2: until he calls it a day. Yeah,
0: you know what I think? Like given um given the theory that you mentioned earlier, uh, when we were off 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 the air, now Eddie Guerrero's body was banged up at the time of his death. That's one of the. Theories. It's not
1: a theory. It's, it's a fact. It's actually um, the it's news going around factual at the time. Thing. We just the, don't know it because we were not smarts at the time. True.
2: But the autopsy showed it. The autopsy showed that yeah, you know his body, his body was broken down. His arteries were not necessarily clogged, but still showing side effects of the years of drug abuse. Mm. Okay,
0: okay, let's take that into consideration. No, but he was
2: um, beyond
1: that. It was he was just really in worse shape. At that time, which is you know forcing he was he
2: was forcing himself to keep beyond going. his capacity. Okay.
0: So that being said, if he was still alive today, I think he goes out the way Christian does, not the way Shawn Michaels does. Because Shawn still had that one last hur- one last hurrah. We're not we're not probably going to see that with Christian. I don't
1: think I don't think so because um, I think Eddie was more durable than Christian is at this point.
2: Yeah, because Eddie didn't break down the way that Christian's um, Christian, broken down.
1: Is, Christian is similar to Ray right now because they keep breaking down in one way or another like it's he, the knees uh, they just starting to stop the sudden knee, yeah okay. uh, I think Eddie was strong enough um, if he really could push Physically. himself uh, he would have been he, he, I think he's more like the undertaker now ah, the like, one
2: match a year type yeah like yeah, one probably. excellent match yeah. a year and then that's it.
0: Okay, granted, Naman na Eddie is a bigger star and was a bigger star than Christian. I
1: right? think there's a retirement speaking of the Undertaker, I think there's a retirement match waiting for the Undertaker path. Yeah, and that's, I think thing. <laughs> that's the same way Eddie goes. Um maybe he loses big once and then He gets his
0: mo- moment in the sun. Yeah. Probably with you know, hopefully, you know, if it if, if it would have happened in an alternate universe, it would have been to the next big Latino star. Di ba? Probably. Probably. Who is? No, in this universe. Who is the next big Latino
1: star? We have Talisto. to go into that because
2: Talisto, clearly.
1: Um, uh, at this point, I don't think <laughs> that uh, uh, if Eddie were still alive, they would
0: not have needed Alberto Del Rio um, uh, when they did. So you mean to say that the window for that next big Latino star would have been smaller than it is today, or than it was? No, it was no,
1: no, so no, smaller it would for him for Alberto, which was like four years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, the timing the timing wouldn't have been right if you still had Eddie. Eddie in that you know in that frame in that frame where you see him and then you don't have another guy who's up and coming at the time uh,
0: 2010 that was 5 years after Eddie died he would have been 42 mm. so assuming that at the time of his death 37 he would have had a good 3 to 5 year window to retire Yon, paretire na siya nun by the yeah. time yeah. ADR came in by the ta- assuming na, you know, things still happen the same way that they did and ADR actually comes in
1: ADR would be working under Eddie's shadow still
2: ADR wouldn't be pushed to the moon, the way that he was.
0: That or, might have been good for him, though. Yeah, I say
2: it would have been a slow but steady
0: development for the character. Mm. Yeah, and for him to get acclimated to the WWE to the, style.
2: Yeah, because like, it's been shown. It's been shown that ADR beats the shit out of guys. If Eddie was there, if Eddie was there holding him back, you think you think he wouldn't have gotten the rep that he has? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't know. Would if it's like it's one it's one of those things. I mean, we're doing a what if segment. It's like I th- I have a feeling that, you know, Eddie cuz we know that Eddie was a good locker room guy. Okay. Really good locker room guy. I think that, you know, he he'd keep ADR in check. ADR would still be in the WWE right now. If Sina. if he was even signed. Yeah. I don't know. Something tells me that with
0: if we're going to talk about racial relations and how the WWE has handled ADR, I'm not sure if they're going to hold ADR to the same standards they would have held Eddie to. For sure,
1: I I think this is a setup for what I have to say about this. I think that given what um, Alberto Rio and Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara have been saying about the racist, uh, quote-unquote, WWE system, I think, uh, and this is just an observation, I think that Eddie was not... Um, was not the target of racism as much as the other Latino stars and other uh, stars of minority were. So why is that? Well, I think it's because of his um, his pedigree, basically. and status, yeah. Uh, not just his pedigree, but his skill. Um, you see guys like Vince and Triple H really respecting the hell out of Eddie.
2: Okay, true that.
1: I don't think the other Latino stars have gotten that same... Respect? Uh, not necessarily respect, but, you know, um, that same relationship with guys like Vince So at are, the top. So do you mean to say that
0: Eddie's on a pedestal? In
1: a way. But he's earned it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very deservingly. All right. Now, for a casual or for a beginner or for someone who probably is too young to remember Eddie Guerrero they can make the argument that ADR is a second-generation wrestler as well. He's the son of Dos Caras and the nephew of mil Mascaras. Both are legends in Lucha Libre. So why? But not like the biggest legends ever. They're, they're not crossover legends.
2: They're not Dos Santos.
1: They're not Blue Demon or not Go of Guerrero. So if you, if you were to make a, like, uh,
0: make a hierarchy or a tier system for these do legends... Do we have to go into this here? No, no, no. not no, no, no. going into that's this not, here.
2: Let's not do it here because it's it suffice, to say, it suffice to say that Eddie was... Eddie was a legend in his own right. He was a legend by I'm, I'm association. I'm going to say this.
1: Uh, the top guys, the top brass in the WWE might have been racist, but they were either careful enough not to um, offend him offend him, or they loved him as well. More than they loved, say, Ray, Sin Cara, Alberto Del Rio. I don't know. This is going to sound morbid, I don't know. It's, but I agree. I, it's, not, it's speculation on my part. I don't know what went on at the time. Sure, sure, sure. From, what, I get that. from what I see, then, when you know, uh, when you when you see like the when you see like footage of the reactions after Eddie's championship win, okay, thank you. Thank you, you see legit respect coming from guys like Vince, right, right, right. So, parang okay, that, that's that's my evidence, but I'm not sure it's if it's conclusive in any way.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, thanks, thanks for bringing that up because like another point that we have to bring out here in this in this exercise is if Ed- if Eddie doesn't die, Rey Mysterio wouldn't be world champion. Mm, and yeah. that's something we have to put out there. Yeah. I, I it's a it's a race relations thing.
1: As much as I love Ray, as much as I do think he deserves it, um whether Eddie is alive or not, um, they just would not give it to him. You know what they would he um Ray wouldn't have the groundswell
2: of support, support
1: that 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 came with Eddie's death. Yeah, like it's similar to what
0: uh Dan O'Brien has right now. When when CM Punk left. Yeah. You know what? No mention when how when Eddie died. There was like a legitimate show of respect from guys like Vince. I'm now no, trying not to think. Died when no. he even when he was when, there. No, when Eddie won the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking like if Ray when Ray won the title at WrestleMania. I don't think the same thing happened. Yeah, I
2: don't but think a, a pat on the back, good job, kid, and that's it. It wasn't as cathartic. It, it was cathartic. Cathartic for sure. because because this finally, is like this yeah. is finally the small guy gets it. But the thing is. Does the small guy get it if Eddie's still around? That's the big thing. Like, looking back eight years ago, we can say that... Na- give give the assist to Eddie. May <laughs>
0: asterisk.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, Ray, Ray was never the same after he won. Oh, that's true. Ray was never the same after he won that championship. I mean, he was good... That championship run was booked terribly. Yeah, it was booked God. terribly. It was booked horribly. But the thing is, the Ray that... He, if you watch Ray... Post-WCW pre-WWE pre- WWE heavyweight R-O-H, champion. Basically? Okay. All right, all right. He was really good. But the thing is, was he good enough to be champion? That's the thing. My, my thing
0: about Rey Mysterio's run uh, post-WrestleMania 22 was it felt like he was shoved down my throat. Like, he's a legit main eventer. Accept him. But, but he, he could have no. been he could have been but we weren't ready to see him in that actually no that it level.
1: wasn't that wasn't the thing um he he was pushed down your throat but he was also being made to lose
2: yeah he was he was he was not booked as a champion he was not booked as a champion he was still booked as the underdog and the thing is even when you become the champion you're supposed to it's the argument of if you're going to be the man you have to be no, the but, man no 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 but uh, on that note though um
1: cena for one is p- perpetually booked as the underdog which is even more absurd because he's a big dude and he doesn't Pero, lose a lot. Yeah, exactly. And but Ray's stature, y- palang, his physical stature, palang, that already automatically makes him an underdog. Whether you like it or not, um, the mere fact that he's the, one of the smallest guys in the WWE roster that makes him an underdog. I think it must legit the underdog ni Ray kasi right.
2: That's something I can get behind. But getting back, getting back to the discussion of Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Do we- do we say that Ray is is like Hall of Fame first ballot without, b- Eddie. without Eddie? Wow! Or is he even no. first ballot? No, not,
1: he's not. He's first not ballot a first ballot now. Hall of Famer. Especially so, no, no, no. Wait, if you asked me this, like I don't know, a couple of years ago, I would have said yes. But
2: now, but now, now considering everything that's happened now that, since, yeah. no,
1: now that the backstage drama is showing up, n- no, not not first ballot, not, not even but, close. But I would put him at first ballot for sure. Personally.
2: No, but does... Okay, does Ray even make Hall of Fame? Yes. I think he should. He should. He should. He should. He should. But okay. he's not a first ballot Hall of Fame. He's like not first no, ballot.
1: He's a type... Uh, realistically, he's not first ballot.
0: Right. And when we say first ballot, in tipong, right after retirement, the next WrestleMania, Hall of Fame inductee, like Eddie, like Edge, like Shawn Michaels. Hey, I'm an Edge fan, but I don't think Edge deserved
1: first ballot. Edge, know, Edge didn't...
2: Edge could have gone in with Christian when they, he, it, when they called it. I don't think first ballot.
1: Him. Um headlining induction
0: the thing about Edge let's just take a sidetrack here sorry the thing about sorry, Edge guys. and his Hall of Fame class and I'm an Edge mark too um, I'm not sure right now three years after he got inducted or two years after he got inducted whether or not he deserved first ballot status but one thing I can say is si na, the year he got inducted there wasn't any big star with him that's true that's
2: true okay.
0: si siya, kaya si no, like but, headliner noong, noong class na yon.
1: They, they could have designed it that way
2: maybe, maybe. and I mean no then this is one of the inherent flaws with the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, it's a flawed system. It's a no flawed guy, system. Sure. It's a flawed system, and we haven't discussed it that. Right, and we should not do and that. And we shouldn't now. do that now. Going but, back, but going back to Eddie. Okay, Ray gets in the Hall of Fame with Eddie. If if we go in an alternate universe theory where he doesn't become World Heavyweight Champion. Does he still deserve it? I
0: think he still does. Like what, Rape? We're, Rape? we're still okay. talking about Ray. We're still talking yeah, yeah. about Ray. I think he, yeah, still he does. Yeah, for sure. With he his does, in contributions I, to the cruiserweight division and all that, and his work, his, he his is.
1: line of work. He is influential, I think, uh, to the cruiserweight division
0: and you know for making lucha libre mainstream. Okay,
1: and pretty much, yeah. Well,
0: no, not necessarily.
1: Not
2: necessarily mainstream, but, but like uh, something that... In the, in the forefront.
1: Keeping it in the forefront. Keeping it in the forefront. When the. When the promotion that made it mainstream died.
0: Right, right, right. And, you know, just uh, keeping the spirit of Lucha Libre existent in the minds of younger audiences, but I, I like would, us. I would say he
1: he's a uh, Hall of Fame regardless. Anyway. Sure. Moving on, moving on. All please. right, moving on. Next point.
0: If Eddie doesn't die... Yo, we wouldn't have had Vicky Guerrero. Oh, for sure. That's also a given. Vicky doesn't need to work.
1: Yeah, Vicky doesn't need to work. He doesn't need to put the... She doesn't need to put the kids through school.
0: No
2: cougar No cougar gimmick. No Ooh, excuse God, me gimmick. That was so... Okay. for no, everything. heat. For everything that Vicky's done, and she's given us a lot of entertaining moments over the years, she was not that great. Like, just honestly. She, well... She played. She played her role. She played, her, she role, played but her role.
1: But I think we can we can argue the fact that she kind of stumbled into what worked for her.
2: Yeah, it's not like she wasn't. She she didn't grow up in the business. She just yeah, came for on. sure.
1: Eh, well, she had to do it. And but um, she was able to
0: pull it off in a right? memorable way. In a yeah. memorable way. She just stumbled into a very lucky and situation. A
1: corollary to all this, without Vicky, um, the career trajectory of guys like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, edge maybe um, not no, so not much, not edge, but not edge, but not not in a big way, but some, big way. somewhere along the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about Eric Escobar? Yeah, I, was about
0: Eric es- <laughs> I was about to say Eric Escobar. <laughs> oh, does anybody know, does anybody remember Eric Escobar? Barely. <laughs> but yeah, barely. I was about to say that. Oh God. Because I remember Eric Escobar. <laughs> Fucking a. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, if Eddie doesn't die, no Vicky no Eric Escobar
1: no there would have been an Eric Escobar he just would not be you know saddled with Vicky
2: okay but here's the thing does Dolph get does Dolph get the recognition as early as now like is he uh, almost main event is he almost main event without Vicky they would have found another way to bring bring his character in
0: Dolph was so good that he
2: would have done
0: he would have found a way because (laughs) he failed Spirit Squad by then (laughs) he failed Nick Nemeth gimmick by then he
2: would have found a way to, to get himself over because Dolph always finds a way that's true.
1: And Dolphin, well, he, he kind of needed uh, Vicky for the heel heat, but uh, like we
0: said, he would have found a way. And uh, like we saw that namane, after his split with Vicky Guerrero, he was able to maintain young heel heat nya until the point that he was so good that people just started cheering for
2: him. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag heel ziggler. Yeah.
0: You know, he was so damn sick of being so damn sick. I loved it when he said that in uh, 2011. Right, let, let's talk about other things besides mga direct, ane, mga directly impacted by Eddie's death. Or, no, sorry, two more. Something I missed out on. Talk about Chavo and Raquel Diaz. Raquel Diaz, of course, the ring name of Shaw Guerrero, Eddie's oldest daughter. If Eddie doesn't die, would Chavo Guerrero still be in the WWE today?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, Chavo's enjoyment of being with the company is tied to Eddie, basically. Because they- Without Eddie, he would not... He he well he probably well as we saw he found a way to stay but uh, he uh, it didn't last very really long. Really yeah. I think Eddie was a lot was the anchor I guess for a lot of uh, a
2: lot of chavo. Yeah
1: yeah for Th- the, those
0: close to him, uh, which we'll get into a bit later. Right later on let let's save that uh, let's save that bit. But going back to chavo, uh, uh, we watched an episode of Lucha Underground and uh, Roe brought this up earlier. About Something about Chavo Guerrero being the last remaining active wrestler on the Guerrero family. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's kind of sad now. Because, you know, Chavo really never, um, for one reason or another, never really amounted to much. He wasn't able to break that glass ceiling that Eddie broke. He was
2: never I guess an it, A-plus player.
1: Well, the thing with Chavo is like he's a bitch. Chavo is... A self-righteous bitch where Eddie was humble and hardworking. Not to say that Chavo wasn't hardworking. Not to say he wasn't good. But he... He's an asshole. He didn't, play politics. Asshole. He didn't no, he, play politics. He didn't
0: play politics. He didn't play the didn't politics
1: didn't play that politics. they wanted to. Chavo just was angry. He's an angry guy. I can tell. Um. Uh, back when... Back, you know, uh, a couple of years ago when I was active on Twitter more uh, when I was just getting active on Twitter I followed all the wrestlers right okay I followed Chavo and he was just such a negative person <laughs>
0: no seriously he was, he was an asshole like the type of person you'd have to unfollow because <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah I had to and then the only person worse is his dad Chavo Classic yeah yeah. those two I think they uh, worse Chavo than Iron, Iron Sheik dad. yeah huh worse than Iron Sheik Iron Sheik is funny <laughs> Iron Sheik is I think you can tell that Iron Sheik is being funny
0: and he's going just yeah, to get yeah. the the laughs, right?
1: Chavo and his dad are just straight up angry at the world for some reason. And they
0: just want to get that steam out on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, how about Raquel Diaz? I'm sure she would still be in WWE today. Because hey, if Eddie was still around, he would have been like an NXT mentor.
2: Oh, for sure. How old is she? How old now, is she? she's no. in
0: her 20s. Yeah, okay. she's in her... We're natin. Okay. okay.
2: And I'm for those younger. of you who don't know, we're in our mid-20s. <laughs> Early. Early. Early to yeah. mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: uh, well, yeah. She, if she wanted to be a wrestler, then she would have been a wrestler. I think Eddie would not have stopped her.
2: The doors were wide open for her, and considering that this wellness center, not not Even performance center, center, performance center, we're I'm jumping the gun there. But
1: Consid- wait, consider this: Shawl was said to have been good now without Eddie imagine what she would have been
2: with Eddie and the performance actor. right because exactly.
0: when she died uh, when he died she was like 15-16 <laughs> ba? Right? yeah around that age yeah, yeah. and 40, she wouldn't anything, have started yeah. training yet at the time Yeah, yeah. yeah. so sayang, right? Parang, you know, in an alternate universe where, where Eddie is alive and actually directly training Shawl to get in the ring imagine where she would have been right now on the Divas roster would she be on total Divas we don't know probably she god probably no will. please she probably will
2: but but with her, do we get... What's her name? Sina, what's her name? What's her name? That, that, that girl who sucks ass. Rosa, Rosa Mendez. Do we get Rosa Mendez? Rosa Mendez is already there. Yeah, she was part of the 2004 yeah. Diva Search. Oh, God. She was Milena Luca. Damn it. From 04 or 05. One of those years. I'd love Raquel Diaz over <laughs> her. Oh, man.
0: Oh, man. So, yeah. Um... You know, you know one thing about Eddie Guerrero's death that a lot of people don't realize at first is that his death is one of the direct, uh, direct reasons why the wellness policy was instituted. Like, if Eddie didn't die, either there would be no wellness policy, or it wouldn't have been instituted as quickly as it was. There would have been someone would have died if Eddie didn't die.
1: Someone would have. Um, you can see this. Landscape's in, still gonna yeah, die. Yeah, Lansky is still gonna die.
0: Someone else, Tess would have died either. Uh, Tess would
2: have died either way. Yeah. But neither
0: landscape nor Tess were employed about when they died. Yeah, well, no, was, was, was still, what, midlink. Not no, even mid-link. no, no, no. I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know they weren't. Eh. Umaga wasn't... No, no, no. no landscape was fired. Landskade
2: was fired because, because, because
0: of, of a drug incident. Right. And uh, see, Umaga, he was fired over a drug incident. Mm. And then rehired. Rehabbing. No, he was rehabbing. And he was on his way to being rehired. And then he died. Oh. So these guys, um you know, like um I, I guess these are the three examples we can think of lang off the top, off of, the our top of our heads who died of drug related incidents uh after Eddie died. Someone would have died. It. I think someone would have died.
2: Like eto, without, eto without
0: that system
2: to And police. we and we haven't even talked about Benoit even.
0: Yeah, we're going to save but, him for for later on. I think kasi na it was important for the wellness policy. Yeah, it was important that it was someone high profile. Somebody in the main event and somebody who was well well known enough to die of drugs for them to institute that wellness policy, and I think that guy was no, Eddie Guerrero.
1: I agree that it would have been slower; the implementation would have been slower. But I don't think that it would not have happened.
2: It's it's like it's the inevitable. However, it given was given the
1: lifestyle of wrestlers,
2: but why didn't old school? Sorry, sorry. sorry why that. didn't happen? No, why- but. If without without the
1: sorry without the policing system, the old school would have you know uh, transferred to the new school.
0: Yeah, my problem, kase, with that line of argument, is why didn't it happen earlier? I mean, you saw what it did to guys like Tom Billington, the British Bulldog. Uh, to dynamite kid's still alive. Yeah, dynamite kid's still alive. <laughs> no. How is he still alive? No. I, I, I'm not reducing. I'm not limiting it to just the people who died. Better uh, you know, like people whose lives were ruined by drugs, people like Scott Hall. Oh, B- still, he's alive. still alive! Still alive.
2: <laughs> Scott Hall is still alive. He outlived Eddie and Benoit. Do you yeah. wanna? Do you wanna bring up RVD and Sabu? RVD mm-hmm. is smoking weed, which is not a drug in my book. <laughs> I mean, and, and, but I, no weed doesn't. Use Afro Man. <laughs> oh, we're going there.
1: But weed does not kill you like as fast as you know no, the they, hard no, stuff no, does. No, but they, they do start. Stuff. They do
2: do hard stuff. They're fine, it's, it's been it's, documented. RVD? It's been documented. Let's no, go,
0: Sabu. RVD. Let's go back to RVD, RVD... Okay, let's go back to your question. We've seen it happen to guys like Davey Boy Smith, guys like Sensational Sherry. They died of their drug use and they died before Eddie did. Um, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth, thank you. Granted, they weren't employed anymore at the time. Pero why why did it have to take so long? Or why did they have to wait until Eddie died for the wellness policy to actually
2: happen? Because Vince... Basically. I mean, it's always, it's always because, like, that's the easiest cop-out, that it's because Vince. But the thing is, WWE was a pioneer with the wellness policy. But, yeah, but as, and, you, as and everyone yes.
1: says, it's because Eddie died.
2: And it's, and yes, it's because Eddie died. But the thing is, the easiest cop-out is because Vince. But the thing is, at the end of the day, at least Vince did something.
1: It's, yeah. too, least least too, it's, it's late. too little, too late for me. Yeah,
2: it's too
0: little, too late. Because the NBA did this shit in the eighties. They started with Michael Ray Richardson. But this is, but the, but it yourself. wasn't league wide. It was league wide. They cracked down on cocaine in the seventies and in the eighties. That's why Michael Ray Richardson got. But kicked not performance enhancing drugs. Um, hindi yeah, it's not necessarily PEDs. Not in the WWE, NBA, NBA's case. I guess you could. Uh,
1: there is put no. PEDs I don't think I don't think there's a PED problem in the NBA. No, there isn't. No, no there, there, isn't, a, there isn't.
2: There isn't. But the thing is we're talking about we're talking about drugs and PED falls under that that was the most widely with the used, used. Policy. with the with the wellness policy a lot of guys were hit because of that true true like um i think it was late 2005 when that, no,
0: when
1: wait, that case no, came no, no, out no, no. time out wait, i i have the answer now as to why it took them this long let's see what you got because PEDs they needed they wanted the bodybuilder look oh
2: god we're going with the jacked argument. Yes, yes, we
1: are going with the jacked argument because that's the, that's the thing that would have guaranteed success. and that's In, what, in Vince's mind. Yeah, in Vince's mind. That's, and that's why that's smaller guys, guys like Eddie and Benoit did what they did. Yeah, exactly. That's why they look that way because that's how that's how that's they how knew. Vince wanted. No, that's how they knew they were going to sign a chance in the first place. If they, That's how they knew that they were going to be taken seriously is if they
0: um, looked in any way jacked. So... Let's go back to your what-ifs and let's, let's branch out an, um, another what-if uh, from, this, from this wellness policy argument. If Eddie doesn't die, would guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan succeed in today's WWE? Given their body types, uh, and given their styles
2: of wrestling. I still want to say that... That's like Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville. Okay. Who's by the way too jacked for his size for me. Yeah, he is. He but is, that's because yeah. he works out. <laughs> he works out like a fucking beast. Or does he? I or work does out. he? Okay. okay, and, and then if guy? if we're if we're if we're in this argument, our corollary is Cesaro, right? Okay, Cesaro. Cesaro has that look, yeah, yeah, look. He has a he look. He's smaller. He's smaller. He's smaller. Technically, he's, smaller. Smaller, Technically than he's the smaller. Big dudes, but he's jacked as fuck. Yeah, but he, but
1: he's no for one thing, he's no Mason Ryan. Okay, sure, sure, sure. He's not okay, a Mason. He's not Ryan. A Mason Ryan. But going but back,
2: going back. Going back. I still say that these guys get enough respect from the indies because the work that they've done, without PDs, without the support of the system, without WWE, right up until right, right up until they get to the WWE, is good enough no, to no, get no. them to get them in, to get them in, and once they get in, now here's something to think about: um, they didn't
1: have to have Eddie. Die. To be successful. The mere fact that Eddie was successful despite his size. Is testament enough for that. Yeah. it's testament enough to the fact that if you're good enough, no matter what size you are, you will make it somehow. The cream rises to the top. Okay. That's a fair point. Uh, but the the, the mere f- fact of Eddie's success back in the WrestleMania 20 era is enough to, bra- to blaze a trail for guys
0: like Punk and Brian. So that, but, I think, that moment pretty much broke their glass ceiling. Yeah.
2: Okay. But this is my take on it. Eddie was one of the first guys who found mainstream success coming from the knit and grit of NJPW out of ECW and then going the route like from that independent at the time route, those those unconventional route into WCW and then eventually WWE. The path that he took is very parallel to guys like now, like, like Punk, like Bryan, like Sami Zayn, although, like Kevin Steen.
1: We have to concede though that Eddie, despite um taking those parallel uh that, that similar journey, that similar career path, Eddie looks different from the other guys. From from Punk, from Brian, from I don't know, from Kenta. Because from he's team. Mexican. No. No. No.
2: no, no. I meant that as a joke. I meant because that as he's a, a joke. Because he comes from the Guerrero family? No! No, no! no. no.
0: Because he's jacked.
2: Because he got jacked. No,
0: no I, you, the point I was trying to make Naman, was the reason why Eddie could be totally different was because he came from that family then. No, and that. And that worked out in his favor. No, he,
2: no it's no, it's, no, a no, it's a plus. It's a
0: big plus. Look at
1: Eddie again. It's a big plus, but look at Eddie again. He, Even though he's like 5'10", 5'8", 5'9". He was five, eight, yeah. He was still jacked. He was like a mini bodybuilder. Wait, he
2: was 5'8", five, like, five, like 200 plus. He was 5'8", 200 Eddie plus. Eddie
1: and Benoit are small guys, but they were big jacked dudes. Yeah, they were. They were,
2: and that's that the difference between too.
1: Yeah, that's the difference, yeah, between them and the the small guys now. Okay, that's what you have to concede. I think.
2: So it's not the process. It's not the. It's not no, the journey. It was the
1: process, but in a way,
0: it was also the look, and that's the look that killed them. Because if we were talking about the process, it could have been duplicated. Eh? I mean, you have somebody like Chris Jericho, who when when you look at him and when you no, if any, if Eddie story.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me say this one. If Eddie didn't die, um, in a way, technically, there would have been precedent for smaller guys to rise to the top of the main event. But it would have been harder for them because they didn't have that same look.
0: Right, right. Ang naman is the, mention, uh, the, the reason why I mentioned Chris Jericho is because he also blazed that trail without having to go the exact same route as guys like Eddie and Benoit. And I think that's why at the end of the day parang you know, to answer my own question I think pointing to Jericho as an example as a precedent kind of paves the way for guys like Sami Zayn for Daniel Bryan for CM Punk to eventually have succeeded anyway. So like in an alternate universe in 2014 these guys would still be popular these guys would still be successful and these guys would still have main event potential in WWE. Sana. 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 In an but, ideal world. In a, yeah, in, a, in an ideal
1: world. I think but I just, you know, I just think that um Guys like Punk and Brian, if Eddie were still alive, would have not broken the glass ceiling.
0: Would have not.
2: All right. I I,
1: I don't think, unless something drastic happens.
0: And that drastic, like in this status quo, that drastic
2: thing would have been Eddie's death.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: So they need a catalyst for it. All right.
1: Um, They need a catalyst to get rid of that. Stigma? of Of the mindset that. Looking big, um, looking... Uh, the steroids look... Was good. Was
0: good. Right, right. And they needed something to shatter that, that, that stigma. All right. Let's talk about the wellness policy one last time. I know you're excited to get to our last point, Camus. Uh, I, I am too. I am too. But we have to mention this. Because one of the wellness policy's biggest uh, targets was Randy Orton. He, he went through strike two of the wellness policy. And if there was no wellness policy or if the wellness policy wasn't instituted as early as it was, would he have gone through that awkward phase between 2011 and 2013 where he was mired in mid-card hell? I think something bad would have happened to him. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's like Randy had problems. The whole point is that, you know those voices in his head? <laughs> <laughs> that whole shtick? They're it's called not drugs. Shtick, <laughs> That's <laughs> drugs, kids. No, but... but in a, on a serious note would it would it have been possible if uh,
1: that Randy would have been the one who died if Eddie oh didn't
2: god die? forbid oh
1: wow, wow. no I don't think it was as I bad I mean it's
2: not okay it's not as bad, bad. It's, still it's still high profile bad. because he's younger yeah no so I mean funny. no no no
1: I don't think um, his problems were as bad
2: no but as he as had problems but we didn't know the extent was he, was we didn't he? Know no, the not we don't, we no. don't
1: Eddie at his worst was so fucked up. And that he, guy crashed uh, his car. Right.
0: And he tried to kill himself at one point, diba? Right? That is fucked up. I don't think Randy was oh, No, the no, same.
2: no, I okay, because Randy is just n- not as high profile. Not he wasn't But
1: he was. High, he, was he was high young. profile
2: at the time. He was young, he was up and coming. But the thing is, I don't see him having, you know, the same kind of hard drug problems the way he d- that Eddie did at well, his We yeah, know. Yeah, that's what that's what i was saying. Meet. But the thing is he was still bad enough that he could have died. That's the thing. And would he have been that catalyst? Could he have been that catalyst? He could have. He could have. In a, in a worst case scenario, he could have.
0: It's when, Like when you, when you think about like drugs and death and shit, you're
2: like... Because drugs are bad, kids. Yeah, stay away from drugs them. Drugs are bad. Listen to Cuya Camus. Okay. But the thing is, hard drugs fuck you up. I mean, we've we've said it on the show previously. We don't know what it's like because we've never gone there. But these guys have. And we never want to see that happen to anyone. So, going back to Randy Orton, I guess the, the answer
0: is no. But he wouldn't have gone through that awkward phase in his career because he would have died or something bad would have Okay, he
2: would have died Not or died. he would have been out of the WWE. Yeah, yeah. He would have been fired, yeah, for sure. He would have been fired because he was... He was borderline. He was at that borderline where it's like it's no longer acceptable. He cray, he, yeah, that shit, cray. But just, just to like paint this picture in context, Ito the time that we Like
0: two thousand seven, yes. rated. No, he was fat. He
2: was uh, he was getting chubby. He was getting chubby but then he hit his peak about 2007-2008. No, I would say that he became lean when no they Legacy na sila, yeah. 09-10. Yeah. That's when 10. he shaped
0: up. But in pre pre-Legacy rated RKO days, that's when he was really fat. Ooh, he was
2: fat before. No, he was he was um, even in ev- like his, his early post- career was him fat. His post evolution run, he was really chunky. Post evolution. Yeah, no, I no, got no, him
0: in his younger days. He was really, um, he was. I think RN and Randy news up news network thing. That, that yeah, yeah. Injury update from run. the whole
1: from uh, no, up until um up until the whole crazy Randy period when
2: he started RKOing.
1: He was and he really, he really had his baby fat.
2: Okay. Okay. But he got over it.
0: He did. And look at him now. <laughs> All right. One last question under the wellness policy. He's on meth
1: now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Eddie doesn't die. Or do you think guys like RVD and Booker T go to TNA? But I know, Just you know, just uh, just to throw it out there, maybe from out of left field.
2: I think yes, because yeah. because the the spot that Eddie had, the spot that Eddie had as that um, long term legacy guy, that RVD and Booker T could have filled, that that stays with him. They don't like we don't get King Booker. Wow. We don't get You're... King Booker. Huh. Yeah, because um, because
1: Ray doesn't you know. become champion. Yeah. That's right. oh on. No. We don't
2: we don't get R V D we, we still get R V D becoming disgruntled at the fact that Because E C W is coming back. Yeah, because E C W is coming back, all of this bullshit that he doesn't want to deal with. He just says, Okay, I can work a lighter schedule at TNA. But does
0: he still uh lose that world championship? What do you mean? But he lost the
2: world championship. RVD
0: lost oh, that championship. Oh, RVD. Yes. Because he's RVD.
2: Because, because at the end of the day, RVD was the No, 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 joint. no, no. Because he got high. He feels like a ha. He like a ha. Insert
0: that. <self-tip. laughs> now, I guess uh, a discussion about Eddie Guerrero and his death will not be complete without a discussion of Chris Benoit and his death. And I guess the biggest what if on my list, personally, is and I am sure you guys would probably agree is if Eddie didn't die, Chris Benoit would be alive today. Eddie was no, I think. I think here is what happens:
1: Chris Benoit doesn't do what he did, but he would have done something
2: not as bad as no, what he no, did. no, 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 no. no he really, would have done something. He would have okay. This is this is my take because I, no, Eddie I, no, was... I, I just don't know what it is. Okay, my my take the man on this is that Eddie Eddie was going the whole born again Christian route. Mm. Like, towards the end. Yeah. Towards okay. the yeah, end. Yeah. And this is outside this of the ring. This is outside of the ring. This is outside of the ring. We know that Benoit was practicing Catholic. Practicing Catholic guy. Eh. Okay, okay. He had he had some religious ties. I mean, you, you knew that from the Bible. He, the Bible's yeah. placed at, you know, in, in yeah. the he, okay. family, yeah. So, at the very least, you know, he'd have something to like, hold, on to, to hold to. on to. Someone to hold on to. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah because who was who was Chris Manois' best friend like yeah, just who that's why Eddie was Eddie was a rock to a lot of people in the WWE no,
1: yeah but I'm not saying that Chris does something bad doesn't go
2: out with well, double homicide suicide yeah, yeah.
1: or even something close but he does something bad he does he fucks somewhere uh, not, not <laughs> fucks he fucks up somewhere along the line I think enough worst,
0: maybe to cost him something maybe to get him suspended or whatever my take on it is, I think the worst case scenario for Chris Benoit, if Eddie were still alive today, he'd be like the dynamite kid, Tom Billington. He would no, end up like him. No,
2: no. Benoit was too good.
0: No, I think he would have ended up like somewhere near paraplegic. Parangren, because of his style and the way it affected his body, he would have probably been like dynamite kid. Which is ironic given that he idolized the dynamite the kid hope, The hope
1: there is that um, if that ever happened to Chris Benoit... Um, maybe their relationship, him and Eddie, would be more like uh, DDP and Jake the Snake yeah. right now. Okay, because
2: uh, and if Benoit finds DDP yoga in an alternate universe, comic <laughs> no, but, but, but but okay. So back to my point. Back to my point. Chris Benoit. Okay, his style his style led to a lot of bad things to happen to him neurologically. Yes, fact. The steroid abuse was present in his body. Fact. The thing is. Papi, wait up.
1: <laughs>
2: but the thing is, Chris Benoit just needed support. I mean, if Jake the Snake can get clean, and he was so much worse. I I mean, okay, not necessarily, not necessarily in terms of length of abuse, but abuse nonetheless. Because came snake. from that different era. Different era, different Where era. It was so hard. Like the drug use was so blatantly hard. And uh, that's that's the dark spot. That's the dark spot in this industry that we love so much. That Chris Benoit could have gotten better in present day, present day circumstances, if he were alive. Gotten better by? Gotten gotten over everything. But he would have. His brain was damaged though. Yeah, his, his br- it's I think that's
0: something that would have remained consistent had Eddie stayed alive. But I kind of agree with with what Camus is saying. But that that's he the thing,
2: a support system in yeah, a friend. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's the thing. Once once Eddie goes, once Eddie goes, watch the development of Benoit. What the years But, the guy, had left, but he had
1: guys like Chavo and Dean. He had
2: Okay, he had Chavo, Jericho, okay. Chavo, Jericho, Dean Malenko, S- Perry Saturn. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Are you naming the whole radicals? No, this, the hell? okay, that's why. No, but I don't that's think Perry Saturn is really part of their barcada. You know, but but that's the thing. That's the thing. Look at it. It's always been those two ride and die together. Ride and die. literally, literally, literally ride and die <laughs> together. But the thing is, does Ben Benoit like in an optimistic universe? These two are still okay and part, and like we can still get that WrestleMania no, 20 moment.
1: No, that is my, I think. That is my very optimistic universe. That Benoit does something. Not as bad as the double murder-suicide, but something. something. He fucks up somewhere along the way. And, and he gets his redemption in yeah, the Yeah, yon,
0: yon. Maybe that's a thing that happens. Kind of like Jake the Snake today. Yeah. Alright, bonus question. If Eddie and Benoit were still alive today, WrestleMania 30, would we have that moment with Daniel Bryan? Because when you take a look at it, I think we rationalized this in previous episodes of the podcast where the reason why Triple H does what he does, the reason why he puts over Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan eventually becomes world champion on the granddaddy of them all is because they're trying to recreate that moment that Hunter and the rest of Stanford know they can't ever replay again.
1: Uh, um, It would depend on whether... Brian Danielson even makes it to the WWE at that point and gets to the top. There would have been so many, so many factors that would have changed that outcome that then, we don't even know if Daniel Bryan makes it to the main event of WrestleMania 30 and have that title shot.
2: Here's the thing: it's it, it's butterfly effect that it's worst here. That question is so loaded because, as Rose said. Um, the circumstances to, for Brian to get there alone are high, are so highly improbable like there are so many factors Punk Punk being one um, the the Royal Rumble being another so many small things have to happen for Brian to get to that level for them to even consider doing that does he does he even you know make it maybe does he get his WrestleMania moment probably not like even even in the most optimistic sense of it all, probably not. You have to
1: consider that um, even now, paheira pa nashang WrestleMania moment until this this, this year's whole, WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, he like because even even in present day, let's go back. Let's go back to real present day. Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan's legacy is only that moment. He no. only has he, but hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, for sure, sure. He has one one ultimate moment that will cement him and follow him for the rest of his career? I would actually argue for 2011 TLC. Because I think that it was one
0: small step towards that. So like, I think you can't discount the fact that he had that moment at TLC. How, even though it was like small and unexpected and it didn't have the gravitas. Are we talking that,
1: about the, the World Heavyweight Championship yes, win? Exactly. Does he
0: even get that? Does he even win Money in the Bank? We don't know.
2: We don't know. Okay, that's, that's, let's play it out. Let's play it out. Just, let's work backwards from WrestleMania 30. Just just for the sake of this question. Sure. No, if Eddie was alive? If Eddie was alive. And if Benoit were still and alive? if Benoit was still alive. Benoit would be, like, in his 40s, then in his mid-40s today. He'd be a producer. He'd be um, a producer. Best case scenario.
1: Benoit, by the end of his career, was... I know was after actually after the world heavyweight championship. With he was back to being what U.S. champion.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was feuding with the likes of MVP, and, uh, yeah. and, Johnny and he, he was
1: about to win the ECW championship. But that's a mid-card championship belt at best at the time. Yeah, at the time. And it's
0: ironic, though, but that both Eddie and uh, Benoit died on the day that they were supposed to have won the championship. I'm just putting it out there as, as a, like some sort of fun fact. But fun yeah. fact. It's not fun or, or uh, a piece of trivia. Sorry. Go on, uh, Ian. So,
1: I, I don't think that they would have messed around in that particular in the particular main event scene at WrestleMania Thirty.
2: They just go straight to the triple
0: threat match.
1: I don't know. Something happens,
0: or it would have been a different card altogether. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. Ian, that's most likely what's going to happen. It would not have been what we know it is now.
2: Okay, just just throw it out. Um, we get we get a lot of WrestleMania 30 moments when they hype the network nowadays, right? Right. Yep. Imagine if they could just replay Eddie Eddie and Benoit for, you know, for God knows how long. Because that, that moment, that moment was replayed constantly. That moment deserves to be in the opening card of WWE um, then, now, and forever. <laughs> it deserves to be... I like, think so too. Like in every single... You know, random, random moment. It's one of those moments. Eh. But just because Benoit goes the way that he does, we don't get that anymore. We're not allowed to relive that. We're, we're not even allowed to see Benoit in the Hall of Fame. And, you know,
0: Chris Jericho himself made a good case for it. Yeah. Like, Dati, kasi ako, I, I, I believe that Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. I believed that before. And it took me so many years to get to this point where I don't believe that anymore. It, it took me... You know, it. it I had to go through that AMA that Jericho did and listen, listen to him directly, just to really
2: internalize. what I never believe. I never believe. I, I know that based on his work alone, he should be, but, but eh. it's unforgivable. And we've said it before, you know. Benoit fucked up. Benoit fucked up for everyone.
1: I never saw a scenario in which it would ever, it would have ever been feasible for Benoit. After doing what he did to ever be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Ever. Even as, though, much, as,
1: as much as I loved him.
0: Right, right. No, I get that. He, um I don't even want to throw out the counter argument anymore, but it has to be said that there are Hall of Famers there who are legit fucking murderers. <laughs> Scott <laughs> Hall fucking murdered somebody. Uh Jimmy Snuka? Yeah, yeah Jimmy, Snuka, Jimmy Snuka you know, was fucking convicted for assault. So parang, and, murder. and murder, He killed the guy. Murder. I mean
2: Stone Cold's committed assault.
1: <laughs> battery and puppy. Ba- yeah. uh,
2: battery, battery, but still, wrestling, wrestling as a wrestling has its black marks, and we've we've brought it up before. But Benoit fucked it up for all of us. He killed the
0: child, dude. He didn't just fuck it up for all of us. He fucked it up for the industry itself. Um, but
2: that is all of us.
1: Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah, but he fucked it up for the industry and then made it better. So there's that. I guess. Is he redeemed?
0: is no Christmas. no 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 he's not no
1: but does he have to be redeemed in no. order for him to have contributed something?
2: no <laughs> I think that's a fucked up question it is
1: a fucked up question let's
2: not go there today yeah
0: um, I, don't, I don't know um I don't know all these what ifs but it, it really gets you thinking and um with, without really realizing it um, as morbid as it it is to say the deaths of two people really have such a large ripple effect in an industry such as pro wrestling. Like, I think the Eddie and Benoit deaths have more impact on the industry than any other deaths previously. Like, aside from Owen Hart. Oh, God. Aside from the Owen Hart death, I think Eddie and Benoit's deaths are the most impactful deaths in the history of the business. For reasons we've
1: already stated um, in the 51 minutes and counting of our discussion.
2: Not counting editing. Yeah. But the thing is, my take on it is that, okay, two guys died, two legends died. It's not so much that you know we're we're saying that they're impactful because of their death, but with their death comes new life. It's very Christianic. It's very theological. But that's the way it is.
0: I can get behind that. You know, I can. Um, I guess just going back on that note, um, I'd, I'd like to bring up something from the Squared Circle. It's the Masked Man's book. If you haven't read it yet please do it's it's really a great book. Uh, the book basically covers deaths and professional wrestling and how you know all these deaths pretty much make up a huge tapestry um, that is the history of pro wrestling and one my favorite chapter in the book obviously is about Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. They lived parallel lives they were best friends and years after they've they've died they're remembered very very differently they're on polar opposites of the spectrum because of the way they went out and um, I don't know if it's because of the business, if it's because of um, you know its side effects or whatnot, but it's just sad to see how these two people who were so close and who touched so many lives went out the way they did and as a result are remembered the way that they are. And I guess that's why uh, at the end of the day, we're having this episode. We're having this episode to commemorate the legacy of Eddie Guerrero, to celebrate his life his death and his contributions to this industry that we love, and we want to end this, I guess, by you know telling everyone that if you can spare a moment to say a prayer to just thank him, you know, thank the big guy and thank Eddie Rybak. Thank Rybak, not that big guy, not that
2: big guy, the real big guy.
0: <laughs> you Vince McMahon papi. Si Zayn. Yeah, we got we got to thank God, you know, for for. For the gift of Eddie Guerrero, we do record in a Christian studio. Yeah, we do. do we do. We we do. This we do. is a Christian Catholic station. You know, we pray the rosary at four forty-five a.m. daily. Just got to say it out there. Thank you, by the way, to Mellow ninety-four-seven Studios for always hosting us. Yeah, uh, we, we, I guess we just want to close it out by saying that you know uh, we got to say a prayer and uh, pray for the souls of, of Eddie and maybe even Chris Benoit
1: and no and without closing it uh, for those who you know for those who aren't religious uh we might as well close it out this way uh, on a lighter note what are your favorite eddie matches thank you thanks for bringing that up
2: i mean we've both post- we've spent most of the day posting it on on facebook, facebook yeah. and fa- on the facebook group and i mean i posted mine earlier today and mine was the mine was the ecw sendoff between him and malenko um I've said it before that Dean Malenko is one of the most underrated guys in the industry from that generation of superstars. And him and Eddie put on a clinic that night in a two out of three falls match. And it went to a draw because of the time limit. And it was beautiful because um, we got to see not just the in-ring ability of two greats, but we got to see the class of Eddie Guerrero. Usually when guys leave, when guys leave the independence or even smaller promotions, and this was ECW at the time, they'd they'd get like, you know, they'd get like you sold out chants, like if they were heels, but they got the please don't go chant. And it's rarely that you see people get that kind of respect from a crowd that was only with them for like a year. And that's one of my favorite Eddie moments.
1: Mine, well, this guy's. I know what Stan is going to say, so. Sure. I'm going to pick that match he had with Edge. I think it was a no holds barred street fight? Something it, like that? Yeah. Uh, on this 2002 episode of SmackDown. It's Just, actually
0: part of the you, you Think You Know Me DVD.
1: Yeah, 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 no, of no. course it is. Because it, it, it was such a good match. And, well, it's a shame, though, because we did not get as many. Big Eddie moments to pick from. Um, you know, I would have loved to have more championship wins, oh, no championship matches, title defenses to uh, to a pick from. But you know, two of my most favorite superstars in that ring tearing it up. That w- that that was that was always be
0: a great match for me. And you know, I think it's been said. Nah, I'm, I'm probably one of the bigger Eddie marks around, and one that's of the something biggest. I embrace one of the biggest and that's something I embrace because you know Eddie Guerrero really means so much to my fandom and you know his death really rocked it to the core Um, it has to I think it goes without saying my favorite match is No Way Out 2004 Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar because of just the gravity of the moment you know I don't care that Goldberg intervened I don't care if people say na Lalagina asterisk because of the intervention or uh, the interference of Goldberg at the end of the day the story behind it was so powerful I mean who couldn't get behind a guy who was berated for his size, berated for his demons, berated for basically just being who he was and going up against seemingly insurmountable odds against a physical specimen like Brock Lesnar? We've all faced those odds. We've all been there. And for someone like me personally, I was, I was bullied. I was bullied growing up. And to see someone like Eddie who was bullied as well. Hashtag who good? Yeah, totally. And I could really, really identify and relate with Eddie Guerrero. That's why he was my hero. That's why he was someone I really rooted for till the bitter end. And when I saw him hit that frog splash and get that one, two, three, I really felt like I was in there in San Francisco. And I wanted to cry. San Francisco? I wanted to cry because it was such a huge moment. And I was a mark. And I, I, I would mark out 11 times out of 10. Every time I will watch that match.
2: The, the cumulative the cumulative max lead to a yeah. eleven.
0: You know, just every time I just see that match and I see the glory that Eddie Guerrero went through, you know, how he made his family proud, how he made his his, his mother peers proud. proud, his mother proud, Vince McMahon proud. And that, that's something that nobody can ever take away from us. WrestleMania twenty be damned. And that's why, you know, that's that's my favorite match and that's the biggest Eddie moment ever. I just want to talk
1: about that asterisk real quick. Um, you say it's an asterisk.
2: No, um, I, no no no. The internet says it's an asterisk.
1: No, no no. I'm saying I'm saying that you say it's an asterisk. When I say you, I meant I meant everyone else. Sure.
2: All of you in internet land.
1: Uh, but you have to consider the fact that it could have been anyone else in that position to get that
0: championship. Um I don't know who else was a face Hardcore at the time. Holly, remember he was oh the previous God, challenger no. no for the sake of conversation, he was the previous challenger,
1: yeah, and it could have been anyone else, and I don't even think Eddie going into the match was a legitimate contender for to actually win the championship, and the mere fact that they even chose him was was something this was something to write home about, yo it I mean, is it is. I mean, it's something there, but it's something that I got. Um, you, you don't just get handed the championship, although you do sometimes. But in 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 that capacity, now when they're looking for the next person to hold it after Brock Lesnar is quitting on, on them. But I don't know. They were going to trust this guy to hold it for a
0: while, right? That's right. You know, it's sad looking back cause we now that we know why Eddie couldn't hold on to it as long as we would have wanted him to, because at the end of the day, the pressure got to him. Yeah. The pressure did get to him and that's why he actually lobbied for Bradshaw to take his place. And and, and JBL
1: Bradshaw did a the, good, damn good job. He did he got he a did very well. long
0: run. Actually, we don't have to go into a what if Eddie didn't die because what if Eddie wasn't around, period? Bradshaw would not be JBL. So He like, would have. He would have. He would, he would, have, have, he would have gotten the gimmick, but... But probably not... Not the uh, championship. The main event run that he got. And that's thanks to, you know, Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie legitimized
1: uh, JVL's run.
0: That's right. He did. For sure, he did. So, you know, um, and, and that's why uh, at the end of the day, you know, we can't understate his impact uh, anymore. I mean, a- any more than we
2: have. It's just that the impact is just so far reaching. And we're nine years on and we're still talking about him. That's just... That's testament enough.
1: I was watching for the... Sorry... Um, I posted on SGP uh, no plugs here I just posted the last match the one versus Mr. Kennedy the very last match and I had forgotten how much I missed watching Eddie work but um, there is really no one one like him right now Uh, even though it's funny because wrestling is in a way unoriginal it's been so long it's been here so long that it's unoriginal but there isn't anyone still who could work, who could move around the ring, who could wrestle like Eddie can.
2: Would you want to though? Would you want to see? Yeah, another no, Eddie- of course. I don't want to see somebody else become the next Eddie Guerrero. No, 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 not not not. I in- want to see somebody be on his level. No, 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 Papi, not.
1: I when I say of course, I don't mean that I don't want to see someone be the next Eddie. I just want to see someone who was as good because. Um, if you see someone who is as good as Eddie, that would that could only be good for the industry, wrestling as, a industry whole. as a whole.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Right, and I guess in closing, uh, just want to say thank you, Eddie. Thank thank you, Eddie Guerrero. Um, all of us wouldn't be here uh, without without Eddie Guerrero, without his his work, without his legacy, and without what he's left behind. And well, it's only fitting then that we close our show, close our podcast this week with our pick of the week. Because it's our way of it's our way of moving forward. Sure. You know, okay. in, in yeah. life yeah. we move forward. We move on. and, and uh, you know, um like Ro said earlier, we're over it. We are. Right. So let's get to my pick of the week. Now, my pick of the week is the Steel Cage match on SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler versus Kane, because what the fuck? What a
2: match. How are they that good together? I do not know. Kane is good. Cain is good. Ziggler is better. Cain is like
1: one of the best big men still in the company. But the thing is...
2: Ever. 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 ever, ever. Yeah, ever. Ever. For sure. But the thing is, how are they still pulling this... It's so
0: good. Ang ng psychology and the storytelling in that match. I was gripped. I loved I love the finish. Yeah, Um, love the
2: finish. Love the finish. Some people might think
1: it's too contrived, but it was fun as fuck.
0: It was fun because it had suspense. It was thrilling, and you're like, damn it, don't just fall over and fall. Yeah, yeah. But but, you're not that high up. You can fall.
1: I was able to suspend my disbelief because it was such a dramatic finish. It was gripping.
0: It, and you can't ask for anything more out of a steel cage match because a lot of times when we bitch about cage matches it's because they're not uh, they're not gripping enough or they're not riveting enough um, for us case to case in care. point
1: the actual cage match that happened earlier in the, the tag night. team
2: cage match thank, thank you sh- the Usos versus the Dustbusters uh.
1: It was, it was, you know, it was solid. It was decent. But they didn't use the cage enough.
0: As often as we would have liked. And that's why we, when you see something bad and it's followed up by something good, do you really appreciate talaga, I got to watch this cage match. Th- that's when you appreciate what was given to you. And that's when you're thankful. Thanks, WWE!
1: Okay, so mine, my pick of the week is the Peep Show segment last, last Friday on SmackDown. Because um, finally... Some storyline progression for Dean and bray right? and um, the fact that the the reveal that Dean has a, a father. father in prison that's that's that 's real deep, bro, but see him punk and his sister oh I thought of that, I thought of that for sure, but. But, um, I think, because it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah, because it's Bray Wyatt. It's much more menacing, and then the, his magic tricks. Sorry, um, I know it's simple illusions. Um, you know, but production value. Yeah, and it was. Parang, I am all for Bray Wyatt having weird ass Undertaker powers. The, you know, the campy Undertaker of the mid two thousands. Right. <laughs> that was that was fun,
0: and this is, and this is a throwback to that. Those, those levels. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I. Oh, I love it. I, I don't know. I, I know it's not for everyone. But I really
0: love, um, you know, teleporting Bray Wyatt. Hey, shout out to Ryan Songadio, of Rappler. I know he would have loved that pick of the week, too, because he's a big ENC mark.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we have this guy on the show? Yes, we will we be having we, yeah, him on the we, show very, very, to, very, soon. We need
0: to have Ryan on the show. Hey, exclusive. He's actually said yes. We just need to find common time. <laughs> we will make that happen very, very soon. So watch out. We tell you guys, we've got future guests lined up for you. Watch out, Joe the Grappler. He's coming for you, nigga. <laughs>
2: Great. All okay. right, Mr. Camus, so, your pick of the week. My pick of the week for two weeks in a row. Sami Zayn versus Tyson Kidd. I mean, main event, main event, you don't watch it much. A lot of you guys well, okay. You should. You should. Basically, if you're not watching Sami Zayn on TV, on your on your illegal streams, watching NXT or watching NXT on Fox, please, guys, this guy is golden. He is one of those once in a generation superstars, and I mark out so hard for him. But the thing is, it is a good match. It's an A match. It's an A match. And good storytelling, story continuity, incredible wrestling, the use of Natty and her tits. Wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not watching, aren't you? Malamang. I,
1: haven't I haven't seen it pa- yet. Okay, for those of
2: you who haven't seen main event, it is Tyson Kidd accompanied by Natty in an incredibly low cut top. And if you can pull up the pictures now, Stan... Uh, I'll do that later. (laughs) I would
1: like to say, though, that it's not illegal streams. They're underground links.
0: They're lucha underground links. Dude, I mean, we live in a country where wrestling is so hard to come by. That's why we're thankful that PWR exists. So we have to do what we can
2: to actually get our wrestling. I think we deserve some slack, okay? Yeah, we do. I'm not saying that. No, we do. We do. Just... Then, all of y'all, if you cannot find a way to catch Sami Zayn, you have no excuse. We've told you. Believe the hype. He's that good.
1: Believe
0: that.
2: And with that, we are
0: going to be closing episode number 32 of the SGP podcast. Thank you so much for going on this ride with us. If you have any what-ifs on your own or any Eddie tribute you'd want to share with us or any Eddie stories that you might have, hey, for all we know, you probably got to encounter him yourself. And if you do... Or if you did, you're one lucky bastard. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. It's at San947. At Caveman Camus. At Rose War. And as always, we'd like to remind you, hell, we'd like to ask you to please, 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 let us know what you think about the SGP Podcast. Evaluate us. Rate us on uh, on iTunes. Rate us on uh, the Google Play Store. Rate us on Buzzsprout. Wherever you can find us, just rate us. Let us know what you think. Or even you, you can can just us. tell us. Just even just tell us on the group. Yeah, yeah, you
1: can also email us at the SGP Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Now, something to keep you excited for next week's SGP Podcast. We'll be having Bose Avenue The Return. We will also be having Director Miko Lavello, the guy behind Sangalan the Ultimate Warriors. That's actually happening next week on the SGP Podcast. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we're going to head on to our own versions of Thursday night. Peace out. Peace! Viva la raza!